Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. So, hey, guys, this is a real treat for me, and I hope it is going to be as well for you, our listeners. You know, July 31st is International Orgasm Day, and uh, Emily and I thought, what better perspective that we could get for International Orgasm Day is from, like, a man. And so I reached out to a dear friend of mine. We've been friends a long time, and Dave agreed to kind of give, like, the perspective of orgasms from the man's point of view. And so I'm joined today with uh, my friend Dave. Dave, you want to say hello to hello. the listeners? Hello to the listeners. <laughs> the clitorati out there. Um, the, the what? The clitorati. Clitorati, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. those are our like fans, that. you know. Uh, I, I, I get that. Dave and I can talk for hours and hours, and we have talked for hours right. in the past. Uh, I do know that when I was going through my cancer treatment, uh, sometimes I would be up late at night and... Um, Dave would answer the phone and we'd have like long conversations in the middle of the night. And I just always really appreciated that he took the time to answer the phone and, uh, and be there. So anyway, Dave, I hope you weren't like too uh, taken aback when I asked you to come on the show and you know, talk about orgasms from, you know, the man's perspective. No, not at all. I, I, Who doesn't want to talk about orgasms? <laughs> Especially guys. Especially guys, right. Well, women talk about <laughs> orgasms all the time, you know, and... Uh, they don't tell us. Well, right, right. <laughs> and that's one of the things, you know, it's one of the coolest things that can happen to somebody, yet we don't talk about it uh, between, I mean, we talk about it maybe within our own sex but we don't necessarily share it with our partners or, right. you know, across the sexes. So we thought, um, hey, let's let's do a little bit of that here on the podcast today. So let's just start. Let's just start, like, in in the beginning, you know. I, mean, I remember the first time I had an orgasm that actually I didn't realize it was an orgasm until many years later when I was thinking back. And I was like, oh, that's what that was when I was late middle school, you know, uh, feeling myself in my bed, you know, what had you do as a kid. But I didn't know what it was. I just knew it really felt it felt really great. But it wasn't until many years later that I was able to put two and two together and go, oh, all right, that's what that was. Cool. Right. Um, do you recall, like... I know exactly what I did. And <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, well, one, for a guy, you know, our first is a wet dream. There's no mistaking. Right. And, and every kid in the world has a wet dream, and the first thing they do is they hide it. They're going to hide it. It's Because you, did you, you think you wet you yourself? Met, no. Well, yeah, but it's, it's you it's got like, cum in your underwear. And you wake up, and you're like, holy shit, what do I do with this? And, you know, you ball it up and hide <laughs> it, whatever you got to do, because you you're embarrassed. You have no idea what's going on. So that was your first experience. You know, then the first experience is masturbation. Yeah, I know exactly where I was at. I was, my dad had an office that was in his, or had a, an apartment that was part of his office. And he had people that worked for him. There was office workers all through there. But, I mean, at night, he'd spend the night there. And, and my mom and dad were divorced, so... Okay. I spent some nights 
there sleeping on a couch bed whatever it was and you know i remember i rubbed one out that first <laughs> night that was the first time ever I, I guess it was 12 13 i don't know and it was like oh my god i can't believe what i just did i did it in the bathroom the next morning i woke up and i'm like holy cow what was that i mean i, I have no idea what that was so and, let me ask I, I knew what it was so you knew that you had had you had um had come oh yeah but, but did you have a just a, like a biological instinct to do that? Or did you oh, hear yeah. other people saying... Oh, it's biological. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Is it any wonder that a guy's hand is... Like, if you let your hands hang, they hang right by your dick? <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> exactly. It's right there. Well, it's... it's you know, everybody's so, hands are right, right there. Right. I know. Yeah. But it's just... It's one of them. So, the next morning, I woke up. I got out of bed. And I went into the office. And my dad's secretary's working. And I'm still thinking about this. And she looked right at me and she went, what did you do? <laughs> no, I guess because it was all in my face. What I, I did something. I was just, you know, and I'm like, what? I, she, oh my God, she hit it right on the head. It's like, what? what? I, I didn't do anything. And, but she knew, she knew I did something. Now she didn't know I did that, but she, she I just had a look on my face. Like yeah. I just got it. I'm just, wow. I don't know what happened last night, but. And she saw that, and she's just like, what did you do? And I'm like, I'm shitting my pants because I'm like, this, how does she know? How in the world did, you know, I'm like, this is crazy. That was my first experience. And did it was, that, did her reaction cause you to? Turn 50 shades of red? Yes. <laughs> 50 shades of red, but it didn't, it didn't stop you from doing it again and again well, and again. Well, no, I became a pro. <laughs> <laughs> most most people do become yes. a pro at you know at the um, at the self love if you will. When something done right, you want to do it yourself. Right, you, you know exactly what where to go, how to rub, all that sort of stuff to oh, yeah. to give your own your own self an orgasm. We consider ourselves practiced in that area. Um, you never uh, have to wonder if you came or not when you're with yourself, but. You know, moving on, become like a little more sexually experienced with other people. And can you recall what it was like the first time you uh, experienced an orgasm with a woman and and then maybe like experienced an orgasm that she had? If you remember those, if you if there's if it's you know foggy, that's that's cool, too. I understand. Oh, it's that. all going to be. Well, not all of it's foggy. I mean, I remember I remember my first blowjob. Oh, tell us about that. Wow. Um, I was probably 15 or 16. Probably 15 because I wasn't driving. In fact, the girl I dated, she was driving. She was a little older than me. So I remember she dropped me off at home. And she was dropping me off at home. And then she gave me a blowjob in the car. Holy cow. Wow. It was amazing. I was just like ecstatic when it was done. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. This (laughs) It was the most amazing thing ever. Oh, yeah. And you had it done was, that maybe like before penetrative sex or you'd already had penetrative sex? That was before. Okay. I didn't have penetrative sex until uh, 17. Yeah. I was a late bloomer. No, no. I was 17 as well. I mean, I... Well, a late bloomer for nowadays, but... Yeah, totally. And I was actually a late bloomer in my high school because I remember my friends and my guy friends, I was like the one of the last girls who had not had sex yet. And they were like, hey, you know, if you want me to be your first, and they're all volunteering. And I was like, that's okay. That's horrible. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. If you want me to be your first. That's fucked up. <laughs> that is fucked up. Well... 
<laughs> I mean, it, come on. I didn't take anybody up well, on it. Well, I'm glad it, you didn't. You know, so that would be. It was more like, I'll, I'll be fine, how guys. How regrettable would that have been? I was, you know, 16 at that point in time. And I was like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Right. You know, and 17 came along and, you know, everything's good. Um, I've had three babies since then. I'm more than proven to the world that I have had sex. Uh, More than proven. Uh, I don't think anybody's questioning that. At <laughs> um, our age, there's nobody questioning that. Yeah, I don't know what I would do if I like ran into somebody our age who had not had sex yet. I don't know. I don't think it's possible. Well, well I, I shouldn't say that. Maybe I, for a man. Possible. Maybe for a man, it's what? Maybe it's not possible on a man's side. Uh, well, I guess it could be. So. Uh, uh, but you know what? I believe so there are ex- people out there. Extenuating circumstances that not, are beyond yeah. normalcy. Who have not had partnered sex, but they, you know, that doesn't mean that they haven't had an orgasm. So, right. you know, um, but so yeah, it was your first blowjob. And then, you know, the first time you came during penetrative sex with, with a person, with a woman, did that also then just blow your mind about like, wow, I can feel th- this good. Like, was there all these different levels Actually, of that feeling was probably good? Not, well, I mean, that was a different, that was all different, completely all together because one you know as a guy you got everything going through your head when you're that young you have no idea what you're doing you're just trying to be somewhat kind of cool trying to just trying to navigate the landscape here and you know you put a condom on and it's all it's all awkward and then the whole sex is awkward i think for that fact i mean as far as pure pleasure i think the blowjob was better because i think i had no idea i mean i knew what was going on but at that point of your life, when you're 15, you know, you're, uh, you, you have no idea what you're doing. And a 15-year-old guy does not know what he's doing. I yeah. mean, nowadays, yes, you have more of an inclina- inclination of what's going on. But when you and I were 15, you know, I, I remember going down on a girl, and I had no idea what I was doing. I was 15 years old because she was 17. And I had absolutely no idea what I was doing down there. None. I don't even know if I was licking inside her pussy. I have no idea. I was just licking down there, just kind of working around. Well, just... let me ask you this. Is that because there wasn't a lot of conversation among your, like, on technique? And that could be, like, a question today, yeah, you know? Like, that's... is that something that, you know, guys will be like, hey, when you're down there, I'm telling you, if you need to do this move, that'll send her through the roof. Oh, uh, you know, back when you're when you're 15, you're not talking about that stuff. Right, guys. right, It's right. not happening. Now, when we're 50, who cares? I mean, we joke about doing each other as guys. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, there's no there's no filter with yeah. like, the guys I know. With that kind of stuff, it's um, back then, it's just like, as far as me as a kid, I don't know, my friends might have been more open to talking to each other as far as that kind of stuff, but I don't think so. They never said anything to me, nothing. Nothing was ever said. It was kind of like this weird, I guess, mystical thing. And you get in there, and like I said, I went down on this girl, and I, and I I just had no idea what I was doing, not whatsoever. I mean, I don't even know if she even knew if right. I was doing anything right or wrong. She's probably she might have been as confused as me, going, I don't know what's going on down there, but I mean, I know he's supposed to be down there, but is this what it feels like? Is this what it's supposed to happen? Right. right. Uh, maybe she had a nineteen year old guy that was I, like getting at it before, right. and she's like, what's he doing down there? He's not doing anything. And he didn't talk about it after either. Cause no, no, because it's it's you, you know, know how to talk about you're it. You're embarrassed about it. You're you know, it's yeah. not it's taboo and it's, it's not right. going to happen. 
but now at 50 something years old you're like look is this a spot good enough for you i mean what, what is is what, am i hitting the right spot well you, you got to talk to me here I, you're not making a noise whatsoever i'm hitting right on the button i know i'm hitting on the button i can feel it you know you're not making a move at all you're not moaning groaning nothing i mean are you awake right <laughs> You know, it just it hasn't happened, but I mean, it's, it could. I mean, I would, I would be very verbal about it. It's, it's like, I'm going to, yeah. look, if you're not having fun with this, don't do it, period. If you, if, you don't, if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. Well, that's easy to say from, from a man's point of view. No, um, it's easy the, to, it should be easy to say as a woman be, also. It should be easy to say for everybody. But there, I think there's like, for some women, not necessarily know how to say this doesn't work. Or this isn't working, you know. And I'm and I'm just saying, like across across the board. I think as a 50 year old woman myself, it's easier to say now because I'm older, I'm more secure. Right. You know, we we reach that age, like you know, hey, I got better things to do than than this if this isn't working, right? Hmm. Um, but I think there's that time frame between 15, 16, and 50. <laughs> right. There's a lot to learn. Where where there's a lot to learn, and if if you could know then one thing that you know now, what would you have liked? What would have made things easier for you in that during that, that oh, that's time be, of life? You know, you know what that is. That's going to be communication. Okay. I mean, it, you know, that's it, it's definitely. I mean, it's both sides all the way. Uh, I remember my ex-wife. Me and a few buddies of mine were out of town. We came back as we're driving back. We uh we hit the adult porn store on the way back, uh-huh. and we're all like. Let's go get our wife dildos. All right. So we all got her. You know, I didn't know. I mean, I was probably probably 30 at the most. And so we all stopped, got dildos for our wife. I got their stupid, rigid, hard, silver-looking yeah. dildo. And I don't know. It's a vibrator. It, you know, if looking back, obviously I should have got the gel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. But one, when I brought when I brought it home, she's like, she was a little offended, not offended by it, but she's like, well, I don't, I like your dick. Oh God. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I like your dick. Well, of course you do. Otherwise yeah. you wouldn't be married to me. That's not the point. I, I, it's not like I don't want to use my dick in you, but this is just for fun. So she didn't like it. She wasn't open to it. I mean, she yeah. wasn't open to the idea. And so it took, I guess, a couple weeks you know, we just, it, I mean, really, it, it shot the whole mood. I've been that wife. Okay. You know. So you understand? Yeah, so I understand. I remember. So I don't, I don't blame her as such, because, I mean, it's just brand new. We didn't talk about it. I just sprung it on her. Yep. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I'm, uh, like, reliving my experience here. <laughs> but in my mind, it's like, okay, well, I guess that's a no. I mean, we're not doing that. Whatever. To me, I'm thinking I'm bringing something to the table here. It's fun and exciting and she just fucked it. Just, and so when that happened, the, the, you oh, just kind of like I'm shut gone. down a little bit. No, I'm on shut, that? Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's out. I'm done with that. I'm not going to do that again. That was ridiculous. I'm not getting chastised by it, but I'm not getting, I'm not no getting a good reception at all from it. So yeah. why would I even try to even bring that up again? So what pissed me off later was I got a call when I'm at work. Guess what I just did? Uh, I have no idea. This is like two weeks later, you know? It's like. She she bought her own vibrator. No, no, she used that one. Ah, she didn't like it because it was hard and blah blah blah, and she just listed all the stuff that was fucked up about it when I first brought it. I'm like, you use a vibrator. I did, and it was great. (laughs) Great. Oh yeah. Now I'm kind of mad because at first I'm mad because her initial reaction was, 
I fucking hate this thing. It's hard. It's stupid. It's blah, blah, blah. Why would you even do this? I like your dick, blah, blah, blah. And then list, listed it all off. And I'm like, okay, well, that's out. And I just forgot about it. Now she's calling me up telling me how she loves it. But she's doing it by herself. That's not what I bought it for. Okay, well, I will. Um, I know that you're giving not, me your perspective I, from that time. And I understand it. And right. I get that. And right. that is my perspective at the time. I, Correct. I can look back at it and go, okay, I get it. The insecurity with it. But yeah, I was still. Well, I know that for, for my own self, you know, my ex-husband had brought home um, similar types of, of vibrator. He didn't ask and say, hey, I'm thinking of adding this. It was just, again, like kind of like popped out there look what i got for you and and um and i was also kind of offended I, and i'm you know i think wait, we're all were about offended? the same age oh wait were I, you offended i don't think my wife was offended i was ta- i was i'm not putting you on the spot no I'm no just no, no, no. Just, not, maybe offended is the wrong word but more like taken aback in the fact that my perception of it was he brought this in because he thinks we need something more because he's dissatisfied with how I uh, am. I get you. Right? Right. So I was a little resentful of the choices he made again because it was, you know, not, it was not realistic. <laughs> it was, you know, hard and cylindrical. 14 inches and <laughs> five just, inches in circumference. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. You know. But then I also, <laughs> like at the same time, I didn't have. Um, an orgasm with my ex-husband during penetration until one time like there was an accidental attempt to stimulate my clitoris during penetration and I had I had a great orgasm and I was like holy fuck and I was in my early 30s and that was the first time you had an orgasm with him during penetration during penetration because penetration isn't necessarily the the orgasmic time but like it you know we'd been married several years and then you know that time he he stimulated the clitoris and i was like that was amazing <laughs> i was like that's what i want what about your g-spot uh no he didn't spend a lot of time working on anything like that i may have wanted it but i didn't know how to ask for it because I didn't know what it, well, I just knew that okay I liked I like that clitoral stimulation while he's pet while he's inside I definitely want that because then I could orgasm with him you know I could orgasm then you know for me anyway my body and then when we ended up getting divorced we go back to the dildo thing I, I did say to him like you need to take those dildos with you your dildos that you brought in you need to take wow. those with you but yeah it wasn't until I was in my 30s when I had that kind of orgasm with him and I guess you know we're talking about communication you know would I still be married if I communicated better with him I don't know I maybe I, maybe, maybe not I don't know I, I don't I don't spend a lot of time what what ifing on that right but I think communication would have been better for other situations in in my life. Oh, absolutely. And that you know now at you know this age you know like, should I have a podcast and I tell all my stuff, communicate all my stuff out there to whoever's listening. That's because we're in our fifties and it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? It's like just talk about anything you want and and you ask for anything you want. There's nothing sacred. There's nothing. Right. It doesn't matter. There's no. I don't know. To me, there's no embarrassment. In... Well, there's definitely no uh, no shame. No, not at but... all. And and that's and well, shame is one of the main things that that's a hardcore word right there, especially for women. And growing up, I mean, you guys are shamed in everything you do from day one, especially sexually wise. I mean, just dressing and slut shaming and yeah. that whole thing you got to go through. Uh, yeah, it's it's all fucked up. It is, and um, I I kind of feel that 
and, and I could be completely naive in this, I kind of feel that the this generation that our kids are in seems to be less of that type of shaming. Right. There is. They're still there. But it's, it's you know, I, I hear it. I hear it through where I work. I hear it yeah. through um, my friends. Friends, not, not nothing like it used to be with us. Nothing like that level. But you hear it every now and then. And, and it's, it's, I guess, more of a naive um, way of shaming somebody by rumors or whatever mm-hmm. you know you hear i heard she did this this and this i'm like dude you didn't you heard that if you didn't fucking experience then shut the fuck up i've had a friend of mine's son you know we were walking driving down the street and mm-hmm. i'm he's in my car and he's see that girl right there yeah I, I, apparently she's a big slut i'm like what the fuck dude what why would you even say that that's just what i heard and you know what it doesn't matter what you fucking heard why would you fucking say that to me? Why would you say that to anybody else? You don't know this girl at all. You know who she is. I mean, you see her walking on the street. You recognize her. How do you know that's what she's doing? How do you know anything about her? And why would you do that to her? And, I, you know, it kind of woke him up a little bit. Oh, that's good. It shook him yeah. up a little bit because, I mean, his dad's a piece of shit, so he's not around. But well, that's stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's still there to a certain degree, but... Um, yeah, I, I agree. It's getting better than what we had. I think it takes um, parents who are, well, you know, call, call their kids out on it. I remember talking with my sons. I said to them, I said, the thing I, I really want you to take with you is that even if you are with, with somebody just one night, you know, you have that proverbial one night stand. Right. Please treat that partner afterwards with kindness. Right. Because they gave of themselves to you for that one night stand. Right. You know, I was like, if you, and I said, and part of it is a little self, self-preservation. Because if you treat that person with kindness, then you are less likely to be falsely accused of something. To have an angry person coming at you, you know, things like that, you know. but Exactly. You just, don't want anybody to feel used or It's just... Right. Just... You both had a good time. Just think of it that way. But that I, I didn't. I, mean, I didn't get that kind of conversation. Young guys think there's a lot of things that. Ha- well, you know, our orgasms. Well, back let's to go orgasms. back to the topic. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of you know once we once we orgasm as a guy, man, it's it, the mind frame is just so different. Well, tell me some more mindset. about that. I am. You know, once that letdown, I call it letdown. I guess. Not let down, but yeah, the orgasm. Yeah, once that releases, man, it's, your thinking is totally different. I mean, it's no, it's no, it's no secret for guys, and it's no secret for most women, I don't think. But it is, you think different. You, I always, I love the, you ever see that there's something about Mary? Yes. He's got to flog the dolphin before he goes on a big date, <laughs> and just because you don't have a baby batter on the brain, I love that. And, <laughs> He goes, I'll be going out with a loaded gun. Exactly. <laughs> but that on your brain as a guy is just, it's just got to get out of you. And which causes the most problems. It's that. It's that testosterone flow. And I mean, you know what? It, I, it's, well, we had a conversation with, uh, with uh, 
a trans woman and uh, she was talking about the difference when prior to starting the hormones and what her sexual life was like um, prior to transitioning and she said there was like a noticeable difference when she was really? when she was how old was she uh she's in her 40s now for mid 40s so she talks and and she didn't start transitioning until maybe like maybe she's 45 now and it's been five years but okay. she talks about like that well even at 40 you've lost a lot of that <laughs> i mean it's and i'm not saying that she was not you know right about what she was talking about i'm not yeah. arguing that at all but at 22 years old oh my god it's just like it is i i Ooh. And that's got the part of that's biological. Mm. Part of it that is, you right. know, in in the the perpetuation of the species kind of thing. If right. There wasn't. I just want to tear something apart. Oh my God! I don't care. I don't care who it is. And let's get at it. It's just in. It, it's horrible to say. It's but that's what happens in a guy mind. A guy's mind. That's whiz. It's just like I got to get this release, and that's it pushes you to do a lot of stupid shit. And it's unfortunate that a lot of that stupid shit that happens when you're in your 20s, male and female, can sometimes then carry with you. Like, that can kind of start to create some baggage. Right. And then that carries with you, and in your 30s, your, you know, 40s, and until you get to, you know, a certain, like, older, and you go, oh, that's, that's why I reacted this way, or that's why this felt this way. Oh, yeah. um, And uh, you probably did stupid shit where you just had a one-night stand, and you're like, oh, my God, what did I do that for? What was I thinking? Right. you weren't thinking. It was just... Um, well, or you you thought that maybe the one night stand guy wouldn't be such an asshole the next time you saw him. Like you know, maybe for me anyway. I know I've had experiences where like, why are you treating me like I I like we're we're at the same bar again? It's not like I'm gonna have sex with you again, but you don't need to be nasty to me, right? You know, like and 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 we're in our you know late thirties, early forties, and I'm like what the fuck's wrong with you that you can't treat me like a human being? Right. You know, um, now had I been, you know, my age now, I probably wouldn't have just kept that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> Those thoughts. I'd have, I'd have like, I'd have confronted him and said, you didn't even be a dick, you know, right. like, you, you know, you don't have to be a dick. I, you know, I would have said something to him, but instead you don't know how to process those things because you're younger. But anyway, let's go back to, you said the guy's mind shifts. (laughs) So, like, you're in the middle, you're like, you're, you know, you're, you're fucking, you're, you know, it's all good, you know you're going to come. Like, can you describe what that, if you can, like, the physicalness of it and maybe, like, what the brain is thinking? You know, it was, this is pre-orgasm. Okay, yeah, but you're talking about two different things here. Uh, We might be talking, we might be talking about two different things where, um... If we're talking about, you know, trying to pick somebody up, trying to get somebody, trying to entice somebody. No, actually, I was thinking, my question was like, in the moment. In the moment, 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 it's all good. Because you know you're going to come. You know, you're in, you're, you're, you're you're already there. It's, yes, you're going to come. And it's, that's the good, the, the bad part is when you're not in that moment. As a guy, you're like. Desperately trying to find somebody. My my father said, and, said this to me one time, and this isn't creepy. They were talking about orgasms or whatever. But my father said to me one time, he's like, you know what? 
we'd been we'd been having some wine. He's like, women have all the control. Yes. They know when they go out exactly that day if they're going to be having sex or night, sex or not. Men just hope they're the right spot at the right time. Exactly. <laughs> and it's and you know what? As a young guy, that it, those right spots are not they're not they're few and far between. Let me tell you, if you don't have a girlfriend, they're really few and far between. And if you have a girlfriend, it's like, okay. Her parents need to be out of town, or your parents need to be out of town. Somebody, we got a place. To, uh, but how are we gonna do this? I mean, it's so it's a it sucks. It, well, it does. And then just, just fast forward that to when you're divorced and you have your children and you're trying to date. You're like, well, exactly. my kids got to be with my ex, or the right. his kids have to be with their. Ex. Oh, there's a lot of sex in cars and <laughs> hotels, and it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. That's that's the hard part. I mean, I think it's it's interesting to recognize um, that power because I'm, you know, just like for a woman, um, when it was pointed out to me, uh, when my dad made that statement, and I started thinking, it was like, yeah, I always knew when I walked out the door that I was going to get laid that night. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get laid tonight. I, I like, I totally knew, and yeah. it was never like a surprise or like I didn't, you know. Lucky. Um, <laughs> I guess there's, not us. it's just another, you know, that guys happen to be in the right spot at the right time. Mm, mm. Not, not necessarily. No, the guy not in the right spot at the right time. It's that <laughs> you're willing to do that and you can communicate that you're willing to do that. That's what I mean. If, I mean, if, you're, there, if you're willing to have a one night stand, all a girl has to do is, I'm willing to have a one night stand. Uh, there's a line. There's a line. There is a line, an immediate line that's right there. And but, you can pick, um, I'll take you. Okay. That's all it takes. Right, but how, like, you know, I no, obviously, obviously, I, obviously the, I, I, I wouldn't walk into the bar and say that. You I know, understand that. But, and I'm, I'm being very, you know. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're just, get, we're very, we're very generalized here. Right. But I, I also had a friend who uh, said to me, she was like, I was always amazed at you, Michelle, because we could go out, that's, you know, earlier in my early days. And she's like, and all you would have to do is smile and they would come to you. She's yeah. like, you could just sit there at the bar and look down and smile at them, whoever it is that you're interested in, and they would come over. I was like, oh, is that? Uh-huh. And I... And are you afraid of rejection? Me? Yes. I, 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 is every woman afraid of rejection? Yes. Yes. You yes. know what? Every guy is afraid of rejection. Nobody likes to be rejected. Who, who the hell wants to be rejected? So to go over and start talking to a woman... Yeah. It's that in it's expected, especially our age now. Nowadays, it might be different, but it's at our age. It was expected that the guy would approach yes. the woman, and who the hell wants to be rejected? Right. And after you've done it three times that night, you're like, "Fuck this!" And then you know you can smile at me, and like, hey. that's that's key right there. If you smile at somebody, that's all it takes because you've already dismissed the idea that he's going to be rejected. And I'm not talking about sexual advances. But, but I'm just, just talking like about his as a person. person. Right, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, that's all it takes is a smile. But for a guy, it takes more than a smile. And the whole dynamics of, obviously, with the women, is their safety is number one as far as what they're looking out for. Mm-hmm. When they're in a bar, obviously, safety is it. I mean, you're not going just going to go... Hey, I'm here. I'm ready for a one night stand. I'm ready stand. for a one night stand. It's not going to happen because that would be ridiculous. It would be. But it was. It. It's that. Is, there's a lot of keys to that. Where, if um, it comes down to your safety, where well, right, you're not going to do anything stupid. But if you just smile, 
You'll yeah. at least track somebody over there, and they'll be over there in, in an instant. And and then, then you then you then you judge it and you but assess the problem it at that is, point. The problem is is you smile and the guy reacts, and then you don't like him, and you go, "Kind of fuck, how am I gonna get rid of this guy now?" The rest of the night, he won't leave me alone. I don't want to fuck him. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's you know, there's there's all kinds of um, different outcomes. Yeah, I got a friend of mine. She used to say she'd go to frat parties and stuff like that, and she'd scan the room as soon as she walks in. She goes, "I'll be kissing that night, that guy tonight," <laughs> and sure enough, she would be. And she would never go home with him, but she knew she I'd kiss that guy right there, and he's the hottest guy in here, and I'm gonna kiss him. At the flip side, it always seemed like it was easier for guys. So as a woman, and I have agency, and I understand it now, what was happening and how I had control, um, it still then didn't feel like I had all that control in selecting. You know, right. Because well, you didn't know any better. You're not at 50 years old, you know. Right now, you know, there wouldn't be a safe dick in the room if you walk in a room going, all right, let's see, what do I got here? Oh, yep, that that one right there, yep, I'll take that. Right, now it's more it's, like, I just don't want to be hit on by all the married guys. Right. You know, now it's more like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Is there something about my face that just makes you guys want to hit on me? Because where are the single ones, right? That's That was always one of my, um, my frequent complaints. Well, the married um, guys are desperate. They're out there. <laughs> they think that that t-shirt that says, I'm ready for a one-night stand, means them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every guy thinks this means them. They're stupid. They're idiots. But I should them. I'm one of them, so, I mean, it's just, I've done some stupid shit, and all women are idiots, too, at some point. I mean, we're all human, and right. I think it's that... Right, what it comes down I to. I think it's, it's like managing that, you know, we, ha- we have that basic instinct within us. It's, I mean, we're all animals at, at our very core. We are animals and you know sex is a part of that that animalistic behavior it's part of you know making the species last but it's also since we're humans there's like you know we can have sex that that doesn't require reproduction we're not like our other animals who are like you mean when she swallows (laughs) when she swallows or you know she's got she's got uh, on the pill or she's you know or, or any of those things you know we don't have we don't have sex just to have kids. Right. So there adds like a whole level, whole other layer and level of thought and situations and, you know, everything that goes with it, as opposed to if we just did it to have kids. Right. It's... Sound like a bunch of churchgoers. No offense to churchgoers, but... Well, <laughs> didn't they always say that the preacher's daughter is always the most fun? I... Yes, they are. I mean, uh, I heard. <laughs> you heard, you heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about like communication, and that that would have the ability to communicate would have been um, made things a little easier, in in over the last several decades of of decades of sex. True. Let's just say, can you share how it felt, or would you share if this has happened to you, huh. how it has how it ever felt and you're with somebody and whether you cared for them and and or not i would i would consider maybe something beyond a one-night stand because one-night stands have their own are you getting ready to talk about chemistry i was going to talk about chemistry but i also oh, okay. i'm sorry i shouldn't i shouldn't jump in it's your. Okay. it's all right it's okay um go ahead i'm, I'm you're, sorry you're topping me <laughs> well not yet but i mean <laughs> anyway but like that time when you were with somebody, uh, somebody that you, you know, were in, a, were in beyond a one night stand, it could have been the second night, third night, whatever, that 
you were less sure that she enjoyed herself during the sex and like how that made you feel or what you now wished you would have maybe said or or done you know but if you've always had all these fabulous great um times that's understandable too and i'm not gonna well, they're all you great for, for me <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> right. I never left unhappy. I, was, uh, I always came. I mean, no, it's, it's, you know what? I'm, I'm or maybe of, when that awareness came to you, like, oh, oh there's I, more than just me here. Well, I think I've always had that kind of thing um, to a certain degree because I'm kind of a people pleaser. Okay. I, I got, I, I'm not good until everybody else is good. It was always my thing. It was, it was, uh, just trying to uh, it comes from issues in childhood, but it was pleasing somebody else to make I'm, I want to I want to please that person now. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Not just sex. I'm talking about anything. You know, right. make sure the house is cleaned up before my wife gets home. Oh my god! It just uh, it's but just and it not something that demanding. It's just something I need. I guess reassurance, and I need um, them to be satisfied and happy with me i guess and so that's always been i mean even ran through sex it's like i want to be i want i make sure everybody comes first it's you know the woman that's it's like my whole thing is i want to make i'll go down on a woman first just to make sure they come and that's just that's just how it always been so so that question maybe not relates directly to your experiences as, um, now, as like being being in uh you know you've had sex with a person a woman uh, uh, and and you're just that unsurety of whether or not they when I was younger themselves. obviously I was unsure because I mean obviously when I was really young you're really unsure I told you about mm-hmm. you know I was mm-hmm. going down on a woman and I had no well, idea you, what I was you, doing then so. you say that you like you licked her knee and thought that was great <laughs> something <laughs> like that might as well have been her knee because I think I was up in her pubic hair and like licking and it wasn't even near the vagina and I'm like well you know I guess I'm in here with something I don't know what I'm doing but yeah, whatever it is that's because the health class in school was just fabulous to give you the whole anatomy uh, of well them. probably because I got I made fun of something and I got kicked out so oh no the, oh I'm no I'm kidding I didn't, yeah. it didn't happen but it was um yeah I don't I don't I, I'm trying to think of I've had in similar experience not experiences of my own uh I have friends of mine yeah I have a lot of women friends that they'll tell me all kinds of stuff. And I have a friend in particular. She, she's been married to three men, and all of them were dirtbags. I mean, they're just... One was a, an abuser. Mm-hmm. The second was a verbal abuser. And one was a sexual abuser. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, you're going to need to pick some different men here. But the second one was just... The, the sex was just, you know, she just said it was just him coming. That's all that mattered. On top, three minutes, and we're done. No worried about her part at all other than she's just basically receiving his come. That's it. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, that's, to me, that's, that person is so selfish and self-centered. They don't give a shit about anything but themselves. Yeah, well, that's it's all part of a common. I'm sure it is common for for many women out there who, who have been just you know not uh, thought of. In, right, in their... and you know what? It's time to leave. 
Well, well, yes, and, and I know and it's and, not that easy. Just to go. I'm going to leave just because of that. But it's right. But it, but, it, but there are as um, we get older, it's time to leave. It's time to leave. <laughs> but when you're younger and you're experiencing that, and you don't know because you haven't had conversations, you know, there weren't podcasts out there talking about this kind of stuff when right. we were growing up. Thankfully, there you know there are. I mean, there are, there are a shit ton of like sex podcasts out there if you want to like you know go down and like really really listen yeah you said go down yeah <laughs> she said oh, was that beavis and butthead did i tell you i was immature too <laughs> oh, yeah. i, I already knew that you didn't have to tell but you know it's unfortunate that sex which is such a sex can be uh, let me let me rephrase this it is it is unfortunate that people oftentimes many times over experience such loneliness in an act that require you know a sexual act when it is one of the most intimate things you can do with somebody else right and and hopefully i'm, I'm not a i'm not a pollyanna um, and think that the whole world is going to change because they're listening but like you know what if you know what if like one person out there just goes okay i'm not alone the they were talking about this that's happening what's happening to me it's not right. It's it's not. You know, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that's ever been there, but had, had had that feeling or experienced that. And now I know I have a vocabulary. Now I know how to say something, or now I know I want different right. or deserve different. Well, it it takes one. It's gonna it it takes a revelation to figure that out. It, something yeah. has to happen. I mean, either you're gonna communicate with that person, and we're nine times out of ten. If you're having that many problems and you communicate your needs and wants, if they're not met with anything, well, with any kind of compromise or any kind of love or any of it, then quit banging your head against the wall. And it's time to go. Well, and it's time. I mean, time to figure out how to how to leave. Exactly. If, if you're if you if you have the ability, I understand that you know in certain relationships like that, they're physically and mentally abusive. That you just can't leave. Right. And it's just it's not that easy. I right. get it. Um, but that is the start of looking at something. If you're looking at your life and you keep talking about how you want this or need this and it's not getting met, what are you doing? At some point, what are you doing? You got to ask yourself, what am I doing here? Because it's not, the longer it goes, it's not going to get better. You and I both know. It's, just like, it's like when you tell somebody, why are you marrying that person? <laughs> and you, know, you guys fight all the time. She treats you or he treats you like shit. And... And your friends all see it, and they're telling you, and oh no, no, it'll be, it'll be just fine. No, it won't. Yeah. If people are seeing it before you're married, it doesn't get better. We all know this. <laughs> Same thing with this. It's like, <laughs> you know, if your sex is, is yeah, if you're having that many, that many problems with just sex alone, and you're just conveying your needs and your wants, and it's being met with, I, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, I remember telling a friend of mine, uh, I was like, you know, he was, he was about to get married. And uh, I said, you know, if she's not giving you any blowjobs while your boyfriend, girlfriend, she's definitely happen. not going to give you blowjobs exactly. when, she's, when she's married you. Right. <laughs> you know? And they ended up getting divorced uh, about five years later. And uh, I was like, did you ever? Ha-? And he's like, no, I didn't get it. I never got a blowjob. I'm like, there you go. You know? you know what? It's funny because um, you mentioned that. It's like one of the things that my ex-wife, she would go down on me. But there was it was just like going down for a little bit and that's it. And then we'd go do something else. Yeah. I mean, not sexually I mean, wise. We'd yeah, go do something play, else. Or or play like, Scrabble. Right. Play some Scrabble, watch a little TV, take a break. No. <laughs> no. I mean, just it would get... I think we had a conversation later on. It's like we were talking about, have you 
don't blow me. She's like, she was confused. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not blaming her for anything of this. I mean, it, it's, it's her being naive, I guess, but it's like, she didn't understand. She goes, I, what? I do blow you. I'm like, okay, you, you go down on me, but you don't really blow me. Yeah. If you want to blow me, that means you're going to spit or swallow. And that's, I mean, it sounds degrading, but it's not. It, that's what is, it, if you, she could do the same thing, I'd be all over it. So, um, but that's the difference in, in, you know, now the, the women I date in my fifties, it's like, there's no question what's going to happen. I don't, I don't have to ask for it. I don't have, and, yeah. and, and she, neither, but and then, again, neither does she, exactly. she doesn't have to ask for it. I'm going down on you and you're coming on my face. However many times you want. I right. mean, I'm not going anywhere. So, but that's, that's cause we're in our fifties and you know, you're talking about 20s and 30s. People, they just, they're embarrassed by it or, or they don't know what they're oh, doing. they don't know what they're doing. I remember post-divorce or he had, my ex-husband had left and I was, uh, I was dating somebody and he was like, read this. You know, he was like, gave me all kinds of, you know, the internet was, you know, young and full of information at the time. And uh, I remember like reading an account on how to give a, like a proper blowjob by, it was, and it was written by um, a gay man. And, Which would be the best advice you get from him. Oh, my God. And it, like, changed my whole world because I was like, I have been doing it wrong for so many years. I have been, I've, like, focused on the wrong part of the body. I've spent right. too much time. I've worn myself out unnecessarily. <laughs> <laughs> and so then it was like, and I don't, I, I, I doubt I could find that webpage today. It's probably been, you know, taken down and probably never like renewed his domain name or whatever. Right. There's probably, uh, 1500 that replaced it <laughs> yeah there's yeah, there's probably like actually like youtubes on it now but i remember sharing it with several girlfriends i was like read this read this read this and they all like came back to me it was like high-fiving you know it's like they just opened up the world on like now a blowjob is something that's pleasurable to give because because we're not doing what we saw on the porn Right, you know, you're not gonna because yeah, you understand gonna, it right. better. That's like you know, I mean, what you see on well, I don't think I don't know. Maybe maybe girls watch more. Did you ever watch porn when you were younger? No, I didn't. See, guys, until did. my ex husband I mean, like would bring it in along with the dildo yeah. and the porn. I was like, I don't know where you're going with our sex. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, guys seen more porn than women. Obviously, it's made for us, but it's um, but yeah, I mean, you, there's a guy on there with a ten inch dick, which we're already out going. Okay, that ain't me. <laughs> and you got a gal that's going down on him and deep throating his 10-inch dick. It's like, well, you're, that's not your wife either. No. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No. So it's all just caused a lot of problems. I mean, obviously people are addicted to porn. And, and the person I was talking about with the three husbands, her last one was sexually abused. But he was, he was, he was one of those guys that he couldn't have sex vaginally. He, he couldn't keep it up. Interesting. So yeah, he, it took, he just preferred anal then all the time? <laughs> Funny how you went right to anal. <laughs> wow, you went right to anal? Right, that's what I... That, that, because that's, your I next, that's your next move? No, 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 no. Because I, I naively here went no, no. That I, to make it all about penetration, right? That's I Naively, that's where no, I went with it. No, but, uh, no, he was actually... No, he was, he, he was addicted to porn. Okay. So I found this out later on, and she actually finally figured out how fucked up it was after we talked. It was I'm like, 
Wait a minute. You, he's, you haven't had sex in seven years. Not vaginally. And she's like, no. I'm like, married. what the fuck do you do? Right. Oh, yeah. I watched him get married. I was there for yeah. the wedding. I was there for the divorce too. So, uh, but it's like, what the fuck do you do? Well, he's addicted to porn. He's got his particular porn is he comes all in their faces. So oh. that's what he does. Oh. He comes on her face. That's the only way he gets, stays hard and gets off. Are you? Well, but she that was doesn't. Tr- well, anything. here, yeah. she was trying to get him into a doctor because he had erectile dysfunction. So he told her, and that's what why he because he did have erectile dysfunction if he was in her vagina because that's not what he wanted. Interesting. He would go limp. He- he would go limp and that and he goes the only way i can do this is like this it's because he was a that's what he did it's it's all he did watch this porn and this particular porn was what he did and he had to jerk off on her chin Mm. it's like what the fuck are you out of your mind what are Mm -hmm. you doing Mm -hmm. and it's like if i'm like you gotta get out of here what are you doing he's abusing you sexually that's all he is doing is just that you're getting nothing out of this it's not like he was going down well, he, i think he'd go down or here and there but this was just that was all he would do to finish and some of the stuff he would talk about was oh my god he almost need to get the police involved i'm like what what the level of his oh like, yeah in, his fantasy i'm like are you fucking kidding me desire I, I'm like, you got to get out of this. You got, you got to get. What are you doing? I, she, she didn't understand. Well, see, she did not understand this. She never saw it. It's like it's when we're in it, we don't see it. And right. finally, I just said to her, "I'm like, look, you're going to be mad about this pretty soon. When you realize what I'm talking about, you're going to be so fucking mad. And I'm just, I'm just going to wait for that day. And I said, just, just sit with this for a little bit. And mm-hmm. And she did. It took two days. And then I got a rash of text, and they were all in caps. And then that motherfucker, prick, cocksucker. Uh, yeah. And uh, was she already out of the relationship at that no, point in time? No, she was oh, married. Yeah, she was still married to married him. Married together. Oh, wow. And the guy was a dick. I mean, he was, he acted like he had a heart of gold, which I think he does to a certain degree, but he's so fucked up. She knew something was not right. She was starting to figure out something's not yeah. right. And then she told me that. I didn't know that part. Of, I didn't know the bedroom part of it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, it is, it's interesting, again, about, you know, sex is the most intimate thing you can do with somebody else. You know, the loneliness it can be in the most intimate act. But then also, the if there's an ignorance about what is... Uh, like, and I don't want to say what's appropriate and what's not appropriate because maybe for somebody that guy's preference of always going on the face would have worked for maybe somebody, some other woman, but it wasn't appropriate for your friend and what she wanted out of a sexual relationship. Um, I don't think anything he was doing is appropriate. Okay. Okay. I mean, well, there what, are, what there I'm, are, saying, there what are I'm things... saying is that what he was talking about, he was talking uh, about other girls at the time. Okay. He would talk about young girls okay then that's yeah there there, there are people that are fucked up i get what you're saying though right it yes i no. here even what he was doing with her and i told her it would have been fine if it's like once every now and then that's fine you know what i i'm not opposed to doing that to my girlfriend if that's what she wants you know what if it's one time out of 20 and it's like we're messing around and it's like this sounds fun. Let's what do you try think? this. We, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just gonna come right on your face. 
and you know what? I'm going to tie you down. I'm going to come in your face tonight. What do you think of that? You know? I mean, well, it, it's, it's... I was hoping you would do that, but, you know... But it's not it, It's not like uh, I'm not going to degrade it. It's not... It's right. just we're doing something. Well, and that's... And that's I, the and whole I think thing. And all of this, like, you are a very healthy person. Very healthy-minded. Very healthy in your relation... You know, like, your interpersonal relationships... Um, at least what you're presenting, you know. You might I can have, lie just you, like any other guy. You might no, have, I'm kidding. You might have I, your no, demons, I appreciate that. That's, I am. I am. I. I try to be what. I'm just a. I'm just trying to be. A, I'm just a nice guy. You, you, just, right. Yeah. You, you respect. I, and I, you and respect, I respect everybody human, else's boundaries, yeah. and and I want to do. I want everybody to feel good, and I want to feel good, and it's just like it's it's too much fun to be doing some stupid shit. Right. So I guess on that phrase, it's too much fun to be dealing with and be doing stupid shit. Orgasms are too much fun and you can't orgasm when you're dead. So it's it's like when we throw layers of stuff in our brain and we complicate, we, we clutter things, that opportunity to feel good and participate with other things whether you you were bringing it yourself to the bed or your partner is or or you know you're you can't you can only do it with like you know porn being videoed in i mean you know you kind of clutter it clutter it up so like the ideal for me anyway obviously i'm not speaking for every woman out there is that partner who it's it's fun i know that you hear from like therapists and on television and things like that, you know, that the bedroom needs to be like a sacred place and you want to leave all your, all your shit outside the bedroom. So it's not to complicate your, your sexual um, experiences. And I get that now as like an older person right, or a a more experienced, more mature person um, in, in my sexual life. But I didn't really understand that when I was younger. Well, no, you I don't know. think anybody does. And what I wanted out of a relationship when I was younger is different than what I want out of a relationship now and probably what I want out of a relationship in 20 years. But I think at, at the core, I'm hopeful that whoever it is, whoever I'm with, uh, will just find that sex is fun. And sex with, you know, and orgasms can be fun. And orgasms should be as many as you want to have or or not, Right? right, but it doesn't matter if I mean it. It doesn't matter as long as the the collective like it's it's together like it's together. Uh, let me I... ask you this: when you're having sex with somebody who is there with you, right? Like is it like all in there with you? Feels different than when you're having sex with somebody who it feels like you're just a body to them. Going through the motion. Going through the motions. Of course. I mean, it's, that's where you get the chemistry. And somebody, I mean, you know what? As uh, somebody you're in love with, somebody that is just, that that fits with you, I mean, you're going to have sex. I mean, I, I can go six, seven, 12 hours. I mean, it's just, it just never ends. It really, I mean, you can just keep going. And I'm not talking about your pounding all the time. No guy can say it. I'm not bragging here, trying to be some kind of something I'm not. But and and he's got videotapes, and I'll have the link to that later. <laughs> that you can purchase. Right. No, I'm I'm, kid- I'm so kidding. So it's like it's, but it's yeah. I mean, you can spend literally a whole day in bed mm-hmm. and doing anything and everything. Nothing's off the table. You'll do anything for that person, and they'll do anything for you. And 
whether that whatever that is, is it is, if you wanted to come on her face well then there you go she, that she'd probably be all right with it but it's that kind of stuff you can't do if but you can't you're not going to get there on your first on a one night no, stand you're not no, going to get there no, like you're not going to get right out of the gate one night stand you're going to yeah. get it's going to be that person is you want when you don't trust them you have no trust that goes both ways right i mean this i would think especially for a woman not trusting that man would be like you know because you guys have it bad where it's one you're for your safety two it's like um i figure out when he's just gonna blow his load he's out the door or he's kicking me out i mean that's i, I it's got to be in the back of your head after everything you yeah. girls been through, if you're older, that you know that's kind of in the back of your head. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be done. Yeah. Done, and then oh, this is it. Is this it? Oh. Yeah. Oh God, I'm glad I stick around for this. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I understand. Because that. like you said, like guys' brain shifts post load. Oh God. It's and like, the female was, brain shifts right, post orgasm. Was it Seinfeld? It was Lane. It's like <laughs> as soon as they. As soon as they're done, they like become farmers. I gotta get up early in the morning. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> the sun is rising and the fields need tillage. Oh yeah, I gotta get going. It's, it's eleven o'clock. It's getting late. I gotta go. You know, right. They just want to get out of there. Right, because it's a one night stand, and they blew their load, right. and all the endorphins and all the you know, oxytocin, all that good stuff's in your brain. It feels good, and you're like, yeah, I'm good. You don't care about that person. I mean, it sounds horrible, and it and it is, but it, it it's what it comes down to. And that's not every guy. I shouldn't say they don't care about that person, but it's a, it's a one night stand. Of one night stands yes. are one night stands. I mean, I don't never just, turn into anything else. Right? I don't dislike the person. I've had one night stands. It's like I'm not going to treat him bad on the way out. It's nice um i don't really want to be there it's awkward and yeah. you know it's probably awkward for her too and it's not just like i'm done i'm i'm out of here and it's not awkward for me it's awkward it's still awkward for both sides and you know it is what it is and you just don't you just try i try not to make it where i don't want them to feel bad for what they did at all and it's well and and it's like again it goes back to you know two people have to make the decision to be together right you know generally two people make that decision to be together and it's really just how you behave on the way out you can be a gracious host you can be a a a grateful human being for that that person who shared themselves with you um or you can be a dick or a bitch about it you know i have i have been that that bitch who was like you gotta go but that's not that's not see and, to, and a, it's to like, a guy that's not being a bitch. <laughs> see that's what you're that's what you're I think you're wrong about okay. that. You're not being a bitch. Okay. It's like I've had a gal give me a blowjob and then she goes, I gotta go, I gotta go, I'm late for work, I got stuff to do. What what and she ran out and I'm like, what 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 just happened here? She was in my apartment. I'm like, she's gone. I just came and she's out the door. I'm like, this? I guess wow. I'll get my own towel. All right, this is all right. I mean, I'm like, this is cool. I mean, did not I, that I, I mean, did I, I dream this? She was a nice girl. I mean, yeah. I didn't dislike her. It's just like, yeah. it's like, wow, that, that was just okay. I, all right, well, I got the rest of the day. I'm good. I got, I came today. I'm good. I, I got. This is going to be a good day. So that, so that's not being to me as a guy, as most guys, that's not being a bitch. 
I think what would I'm speaking with most guys, if you if you're trying to do a one night stand and then you know it's a morning time and you want to leave and it's time to go, it's like, why are you leaving now? What you you know that oh, whole trapping oh, thing or whatever? Oh. It's like, no, this is the one I stand here. This is. Well, then, I mean, and on the you reverse, you can understand that. Yeah, I, I can, and I on the reverse, I've had like you know one one night stand where like, why are you still here? Kind of thing. It's like, oh, they're getting you, clingy. You need to you need to go. Right. So to wrap up, I really really appreciated. Um, you know your honesty everything that you've talked about how you're you know, sharing i so appreciate that about uh, about you as as you know as a person um dave but uh you know like like there's just one piece if you have like one piece of advice that you could give um you know something for them to think on that could enhance their relationship or something yeah or their their interactions with with men um well thinking about that yeah, uh, it all depends on your situation. You know, you're married, single, or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Um, but I would think, obviously, communication is always best with anything. And with that said, is you really need to take a hard look at yourself and what you are getting and what you're not getting. As you know, from a from a guy standpoint, you know. Uh, Guys are kind of dumb at some point. <laughs> Usually, in their, I mean, it just and me too. And just I didn't say dumb, but it, it, it's it has to do with that immaturity in your twenties and thirties. If you're looking at it that way, um, as a guy, we're just trying to we're just trying. I think most guys, in, especially in their marriage, and trying to do the right thing. Hopefully, they're trying to do the right thing. If you have a guy that's trying to do the right thing. And he's fucking it up, then help him out because talk to you, him. Yeah, help him out. Hey, look, you know what? You're not doing anything wrong, you, but this is what I, I I I'm trying to get you to do, and you're going down the wrong path, and whatever that is, and and help him out. And if you can do that and get a response, well, then uh, there you go, you did it. Yeah. But if you have a guy that is totally selfish. And just into it for whatever he wants, and then, and you can't, and you communicate what you need and want, and you cannot get that no matter what you do. Then you really need to reevaluate what you're doing, and it's not just sex; it's just it's everything. It it really does come down to if somebody doesn't care what you're feeling, and they don't care if you orgasm. I mean, really, I mean, just just take sex for instance. Might be a small microcosm of your marriage, but if you can't get him to make you come, and no matter what you're doing, I mean, you, you can't get an orgasm because not because he's, you know, if a guy's trying, he's trying. But if, like my friend, uh-huh. she had her her second husband, just get on top, get at it, and boom, he's done. It's end of story. Right. He's done. It's like there's nothing else. He has absolutely no regard for her whatsoever. If you have that. If you're not going to fix that, you might not, that, that probably won't be fixed. I think you need to reevaluate what you're doing in your life because it's not going to get any better. And you're missing out on all those orgasms. Uh, right. And until you get the right guy. Now, my friend who has finally found her boyfriend that is the right guy, mm-hmm. 
she's squirting all over the place. <laughs> it is amazing. You can do a whole new podcast on her squirting. It was, it's, it's awesome. So I'm happy for her. Yeah, she's, but had she yeah. not gotten out of that situation, she would never have met the new person. Correct. Who... It's changed her whole outlook, and it's like, that's what, that's the kind of person that is right for her. Is, and well, she, it's good for. Yeah. He's a and, giving person. He yeah. gives to her in all kinds of ways, yeah. not just sex, but it, but that that type of person. They are out there. The guys are out there. You just got to find them. And they don't walk in to bars wearing those t-shirts though. Like I'm a giver. <laughs> Give me a chance. They have t-shirts that have. No, they don't. I mean, oh. wouldn't, wouldn't it make it easier? Like I'm, I'm. Well, I'm, yeah. It would be. You know, if you want us to walk in and go like, I'm ready for the one night stand. Giddy up. They should, they should walk in with the same, the, the same thing. I'm a giver. Yeah, but you can't trust guys like that. <laughs> <laughs> if they have to advertise it, it's probably not real. So, like, the, the key is give your guy a chance, but don't trust guys. Thanks so much, Dave. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm talking about trust guys that wear a t-shirt like that. If you have to advertise for it, eh, you're probably not it. Uh, yeah, just uh, maybe there's there's got to be a way to figure it yeah, out sooner it's, rather it's, than later, though. Yeah, but it, it, it's, it's tough out there. I mean, it's tough out there for 20s and 30s. My best years with my 40s. I had a and, great, I, you know, I had no, no complaints in my forties except for getting cancer. So there, correct. there's that, you know, but well, other, I, other than that, that, um, well, I'm talking about orgasm wise, the forties were probably the best. Yeah. What so, so those are you who are, who are going to be your forties, enjoy those you're in their forties, enjoy those you're in your fifties, you know, let's all look back together. On that time. Right. Well, I mean, stuff still having fun. Don't get me wrong. Right, but no, I mean, it's I, just I different. Look, if I compare my twenties to my forties night and day. 20s sucked. Compared to 40s. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Yeah, because, I mean, you're, you're, you're just young and dumb. Arms and legs are everywhere, and that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, well, I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Let's, you. Well, cheers. Oh, cheers. And yep. uh, we'll have you on the show again, if you're willing. Absolutely. I'd love awesome. to. Awesome. It would be nice. Okay, cool.